Oh, man, we just bullshitting while you trying to get your stuff together. Hey, man. Cool. All right. It's pretty gloomy out there. Oh, wait. It's dark outside, bro. Nah, it must be the atmosphere. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, see what he did there. I'm starting the episode right there. (laughs) (laughs) Win. John for the win. Oh, y'all been good? Everybody been good? Yeah, it hasn't been too bad. Yeah, cool. Installed a bunch of lights in my garage. Yeah, so that's kind of no. Nice. You installed daylight in your garage. Yeah, yeah. We could we could shoot a video podcast in my garage. Hey, let's do it. It's gonna get cold out. We'll yeah. just get a space heater. Hey, I got one. John's got one. I was one. about to say I have. I got two circuits out there, which should be good. I have a whole dang on projector in the garage, <clears throat> and maybe not as much light, but dang near it. Tight. All right, we're going to talk about the new Atmosphere album, Day After Halloween, which I thought was the uh, stri- I mean, day before. I thought it was the day before. No. Day before? Oh, it is day before. You're right. Day before Halloween. Because it, because it came out the day before Halloween. Yeah. It did. <laughs> so, like, weird album title, right? Like, I mean, yeah. obviously it was just because of the release date, but, like, who names an album that? Yeah, well, I think it was a little yeah. deeper than just the day that it came out, but it, yeah. it was dedicated for that. Like so. it was made to be this way. Yeah, yeah, I think I that kinda... if they'd have done different. They would have released it at a different day with a different title if they hadn't aimed the way they did. Maybe right. Where uh, yeah, I mean, it's I get it. Um, I was excited for this because I felt like the last album was kind of a return to form um a lot less yeah yeah Yeah, his last two his last two were pretty good and then coming off of felt four you know i mean i was uh i was pretty i was pretty excited and then with all the you know activity going on in his hometown right i was uh i was preparing myself for a classic you know what i mean like lots of things to say from perspective as was i um so last year they released whenever and i it was the first atmosphere album i really loved um since the the sad clown season series um i was i was surprised by this though uh so i guess we can just go ahead and get into the first track um where the road forks uh what was your initial thought when this track came. Um, yeah it was it was weird um i have to give you all of my notes in order for this one song because it 100 percent makes sense to me and it might make sense to you too um it felt like a super long intro which is good because well in fact it's a intro you know intro track but then the chorus reminded me of one of those odd violent j choruses that are lyrically fine, but is bland and over affected. So like it was all over the place and like didn't really connect in any weird way. And then like the effects on his voice uh, and the beat made him hard to understand. Like, you know, atmosphere, he's like known for that clarity. Like his voice is always clear. You know what I mean? Like, and it's 100% easy to understand. So when I played it the first time, I was just like, yo, we're in for something and I'm not sure what it is. Like, cause the effects were super weird for him. The, uh, Moog synthesizer horror 80s genre type instrumentation. I was just like, yo, this is going to be weird. 
And so I ended up giving it a one, like the lowest thing I've rated everything except for like a skit or something uh, that we've done so far. So, yeah, I didn't think it was a good start to the album for me, but I felt like it set the tone pretty well because you listen to it, you'll know what you get into. the tone. I mean, I guess I can understand that because the tone was overall, in my opinion, I guess we'll get to that later, but I don't know. I didn't like the beat at all. It started to get okay towards the end of the very long intro or, you know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, there was a couple of good lines in there, but Slug is the guy who raps, right? Yes. He's known yes. for that, right? He's he's a lyrical like Don. He, that's what he does, right? So uh, I'd say at one time, yeah. At, well, that's fair. At, yeah, he strings time. together. He can still string together words when he wants to, right? Yeah. So there was a couple of lines in there that I liked. Um, you know, the force line, the the st- stormtrooper line that he used in there was pretty okay. Outside of that, I only gave it a two. So when I first put this on, I was like, oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, what, this is different. What is yeah. this? <laughs> right. I was like, what is this? <laughs> so, yeah, the synth uh, was not expecting that at all. Um, I, I mean, I liked it for what it was on its own. But I mean, the it led me to believe that this album is going to be super different and not anything that anybody asked for. Um, <laughs> That's one hundred percent true. <laughs> uh, I felt like Slug switched it up a bit. There was a couple spots in there where he almost tried to double time, uh, but it wasn't great at all. That's really all I got on that. It, it was more shock and awe than anything <laughs> well um, see i had only heard this single uh up to that point you know right. I mean? like before the album came out, i only listened to the one song and uh so yeah so i was just like oh i guess this is going to be a thing because they both had the you know the same old school synth in it and i was just like oh this is gonna be the fun. single was number eight blotter acid reflux syndrome that is correct okay yes yes i just wanted to verify before we got down um, yeah. Uh, track two is Space is Safe. Um, more more synth. And at this point, I'm like, what What the hell is going on? <laughs> like, this all caught me completely off guard. Um, it, it was okay. I feel like, you know, Slug kind of returned to form for me the last two albums. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't upset with, with Slug's lyrics in this track i was just i was just really confused at what i was listening to yeah i thought slug was doing what he does like he raps and he's kind of in and out of his subject matter usually and i think that he did good and uh i liked what he was going for with the you know whole black lives matter thing that he was doing and what was going on in minneapolis i wished he'd dug deeper into it you know what i mean but like he like he danced right on the edge of it like he didn't feel like he was able to make a statement uh, in the song, pretty much. And then uh, I thought that the song was a victim of him being over-processed. You know, the vocals were real all over the place. Kind of matched the weird beat. Uh, and the beat wasn't doing him any favors. It's just another one of those super kind of awkward things. Like Slug, you know, did the best he could. You know, in my opinion, it was kind of all over the place. For sure. 
What'd you rate it? Two. An improvement over the last one. Yeah. In my book. That's that's fair. I, I mine is up a little bit. I'm only at like a two point two five. But uh no, I didn't like the beat. I didn't really like the course. Um the verses were okay, but I didn't like the effects that were on them. You know, I'm I'm not sure I can agree with you where I think he's doing the best he can do with what he get, was given. I feel like it was built this way, and I didn't like it at all. All right, track three, She Loves Me Not. Um, this was almost not listenable <laughs> for me. I feel like it was not mixed well. Like, the beat is overpowering, and right. it just didn't sound right. Sounded super generic. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought Slug was back on his favorite subjects of you know women and introspection. So I thought that was cool. Like, so from Slug's perspective, like I had to open up you know the lyrics and read along with it on my third listen before I wrote the review because I'm like I wasn't fully comprehending what he was doing. So like I found out Slug was doing what he normally does. So I wasn't upset with that. Uh, and they toned the effects down just a little bit for his verse, so he's a little bit easier to understand. But the chorus was a wreck; like it wasn't good at all. Uh, and Ant is a mess with these beats. Like I don't, I don't really know what he was trying to go for, but he wasn't making a hip hop album by any means. Um, but to this right. point, but to this point, this is my favorite beat of his on the project. You know, we're only three in, so it's not hard. But it was the first one where I was just like, oh, okay, it's you know. At least it's starting to come together. Well, I'll say that I think the beats were getting better. I still didn't like it. Um, <laughs> Agree. It, it was it was just a generic song to me. Uh, the chorus to me was a little clever. I still didn't like it. The whole time I was listening to it, I thought he was saying, she loves my nut. That was... Yeah, my nut. No, no, I know it's yeah. not. <laughs> But I could have swore he was saying nut the whole time. Yeah. Like I said, those effects are, you know, really doing him a disservice. Even with the weird beats, you know what I mean? Which he's done some experimental stuff before. But I think that the vocal effects really just are jarring for his voice. Track four is uh, The New People. Uh, it's about 70 seconds long. <laughs> yeah. I don't- my note says and, short AF. And more, that is it. Yeah. 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 Like, and I wasn't a fan of whatever that was or was trying to be. Yeah. I, I took it a little different way. I took it as an interlude, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm loving to say, hey, if you only got one verse, it's an interlude. It's not a song. Um, Why you need an interlude on a 10 track album? I mean, ask, ask not. Ask not. <laughs> I mean, we, we covered that too. Everybody's got them nowadays. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was, I thought it was cool because it was like, you know, the classic tortured artist kind of thing. Like, kind of to me, like the story he was doing was like, I'm moving on from the old people in my life and really don't need new people in my life. So, and I thought the. I don't need no new friends. Right. Yeah. And I thought the beat sort of worked with it for what it was. Um, but the vocal effects were still over the top, you know, so like I can't really enjoy it. But uh, I gave it I gave it a three like I gave the last one. You know, what I mean, like it's what it is like. It's not great, but I'm starting to get into what they're trying to do and how I'm not going to like the album when I compare it to any other atmosphere stuff. I'm just going to have to take it 100 percent as it is. So it's a it's an average song for a weird experimental 
sort of a project. This was the point. Could have been better. Could have been worse. This was the point of the album where I actually had to go back to some of the atmosphere. Track five, the future is disgusting. Uh, I'm sorry, John. Did I cut you off? I mean, yeah. But it's okay. We can move on. Hella hard. Yeah, he- extra hella hard. Hello? Are you? Are, can you not hear us, Dylan? Now I can hear you. Oh, okay. No, I was just saying that this is the point of the album where I had to go back to remind myself that I did like Atmosphere at one point in time. Yeah. So that, that's, that's basically all I was saying. It was just, I was like, man, I know at one point in time I, I liked Atmosphere. I went to a concert with you guys at one point in time yeah. because I liked Atmosphere. So when we're four songs into this album and I'm going, this is not something that I would have liked ever you know i i wouldn't have i wouldn't have gone to a a show based on this album at any point in my life so i was like i have to go back and just remind myself that he's not actually bad and it's got to be just album. yeah yeah that's that that's 100 it's 100 this album because my initial thoughts when we got to track five uh the future is disgusting and i like these these beats like there, what what is going on? Track five had more of an old school ish vibe to it, but not like atmosphere old school, right? I, oh, I've yeah. got you. I know exactly what. You're... Go ahead. Here, so I my my review was this song is confusing as hell for me, like because it just is. I'm like the horror tinged melody with a house party breakbeat that sort of sounds like an angelic scrapped idea, sort of like a psycho bitch reject track. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. Uh, okay, I think we can move on to the next like, one then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nail so, the head yeah. yeah, no kidding. Or in the coffin. Yeah. All right, track six, double down. <laughs> um, all right. So I actually liked this beat. Um, I hated the hook, absolutely hated the hook, but I, I liked the You Can't Imagine uh, throwback intro. You can't yeah, imagine was is my favorite atmosphere album, so I I kind of I kind of jumped for that, but that it it's not enough to save this album. Oh no 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 no! Uh, I thought Slug was rapping, which he's rapping short on most of these songs, like they're not very long. No. Um, but this one I act, but this one I actually felt like would have benefited from another verse or yes. two. Like the lyrics he was doing was pretty solid. You know, I didn't hate the beat. But I may just be coming, you know, numb to the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of, it is what it is. I'm over hating it. Uh, the vocal effects didn't really throw me off on it like it did some of the others. Um, and then overall, it reminded me of something Twisted would have kind of done back in their early psychopathic era. Like, where the beat is kind of weird, you know, and the effects are a little off. Like, it's not anything mainstream. Right. But it was so short that, you know what I mean, that you're in and out of it really pretty quick and i'm like i can't really form a super solid other than average opinion of it you know with it being as quick as it is so on this song my note literally says i think ant finally figured it out like what he wanted to do with his production in the album right about here halfway well more than halfway through the album Um, i did like the way uh slug you know the way he rapped his cadence um, and I think mm-hmm. it was the first time that he was feeling what he was doing on the album, but it was super short and you couldn't really get ever get into it. I had to listen to it like five times and I still barely grasped it. 
All right. Track seven is Stardust. Um, this one was kind of weird. Uh, like, I wasn't trying super <laughs> hard to decipher what he was trying to tell me. Um, I did. The, he had a line in, in there about someone, you know, people trying to bite his style. And, like, let's be honest. Like, no one's tried to bite this dude's style since, like, 2005. Right. Or the so I thought I thought it was, yeah. yeah. I thought it was lyrically like it was you know pretty typical for Slug you know kind of all over the place like you know he had to connect the dots for you sort of a thing. I think what really threw it off for me was that he left so much space in between his lines. So it's like he wrote sixteen bars and then scratched every other one out. You know what I mean? So like he only had like eight bars on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it was cool, um, but I thought that if he'd have done his normal flow on it. He'd have been, you know, I think it would have turned out better. And the beat was fine, uh, better than some of the earlier ones, but still not something that I would choose pretty much anybody to rap on. Like, not even just Atmosphere, but pretty much like everything else on here, I wouldn't really choose anybody to do it. No, yeah. absolutely not. This whole album wouldn't have been chosen for anybody, I don't think. <clears throat> Track eight. Well, that we mentioned earlier is blotter acid reflux syndrome. This is the only single and the only kind of normal beat. Um, it's <laughs> it's more reminiscent of what they've been doing the last ten years or so, um, just without the steel guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was the first track that I heard from here, and I was just like, eh, it's kind of weird. Uh, so I thought that it had Slug's signature lyrics, you know what I mean? And his flow, like kind of like Seven's travel flow where it's not too fast, not too slow, and he's kind of got some emotion in it. But the And I thought the vocal effects were odd, but not unlistenable when I listened to it the first time, which should have been a big red flag. Uh, I thought the beat was subpar, you know, from his previous work. But to me, this ended up being one of the best beats on his project. I think that should tell you pretty much everything you need to know. That if your single is your is your is the only really good song, and your good song is only average at best, uh, but that's kind of where the project is going to end up. Yeah. This is one of two songs, out of all of them, that managed to get a three from me, and I only gave it a three point two five, and the only thing I can say for it is it was better than most of them. That's it. <laughs> I, I couldn't really get into it. Like it was a good song for the album for sure it was an okay song on its own but it still didn't really grab me in any way shape or form and like i didn't care it was just better than most of the ones we've heard so far all right track nine party crashers uh i've got just got one short note on this track this wanted to be a rock track so bad <laughs> Yeah, I thought this one sort of worked uh, in some weird way. Like it has a weird catchiness mm -hmm. to it that I really didn't expect this far into the project. Yeah. <laughs> and the beat was like oddly upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it yeah. felt like a welcome break from the morbid feeling of the rest of the production. So like it came across as average. Like I really wouldn't probably play it again. But yeah, when I listen to it, I'm just like, it doesn't make me want to hate it. Like, if we were going to do a second signal, a single for the album, that would probably be the only one I could potentially pick that anybody would want to listen to more than once. Ooh. 
I, I, it was okay. I think he's a good storyteller, and I think it shows in the song. Um, I like that there's actually a chorus in it. Um, other than that, I feel like he was trying to make a party song, and he put it on an album it shouldn't have been on. All right. Well, that will take us to the last track, um, Sleep Apnea. So I legitimately thought there was a Stranger Things sample in this, um, but I, that could maybe be said about most of the beats on this. There's there's not a Stranger Things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, the, it's the Moog synth that he's using. It's the vintage 80s vibe, which is what they were using for Stranger Things, a lot of these other... Uh, 80s throwback shows and movies. Yeah. Um, so the, I felt like this was probably the best track vocally for Slug. Oh, yeah. I think I can agree I, with that. I, I thought it worked. Yeah. yeah. I thought it worked, but it would have sounded way better with a live band doing something completely different, you know, complimenting what he's doing instead of, you know, him trying to fit a you know, round peg in a square hole. But yeah. I like that the beat kind of sounded like a dream sequence. You know what I mean? Like, kind of gave me a weird vibe to it. I don't think the song overall was anything to write home about, but it had some interesting components. And if it was a one-off single that he's done in the past, it may have been higher on my list. But at the end of a project that I'm really not enjoying, it didn't really do him any favors. This was this was the only other song I gave a three. That was it. Yeah. So the album as a whole, like I said when we started, nobody asked for this. Um, if they set out to do something different, they 100% accomplished that. This is right. way different than anything they've ever put out. Um I hope and, hope and hopefully ever do again. Yeah, I, I really, I really hope that this is a one-off. Uh, I really hope this is a one-off. I don't, I don't want this again. <laughs> That's really all no. I got for this. I, if I had to rank this, I'd give it a two out of five. Oof. Uh, it, yeah. and I, I would only give it that because it, it's atmosphere, and I know they can do better, and I know that. There's probably someone out there that this works for. Oh, I'm sure that. Yeah. And I'd like them to be a guest on one of our shows because I need to talk to them. Absolutely. <laughs> My. Uh... So I had I actually had some notes yeah, on go it. Ahead. Yeah. You want to go, John? Go, right. go ahead. Um, back to what I, yeah, what I said in the beginning about you know having super high hopes, you know, Alpha felt for and the civil unrest in his hometown. I thought he'd be you know motivated to make a personal statement, you know. And Slug didn't really do that, you know, didn't do anything extra, didn't live up to my expectations. But the bottom line to me is Ant dropped the ball. Like, I hated the production on most of the project. Like, I get what he's doing, producing with the Moog synth, powered backdrop, vintage horror movie vibes. I get it. Um, and that probably played in the factor in the naming the project, the release date, all of that stuff. But I don't think there was enough variety to make it a quality hip-hop album. Like, it was just all the same kind of random throwing shit against the wall, see if it works. Uh, maybe if the album had a concept to it, you know what I mean? Like a Halloween horror concept of some sort, it would have worked better, um, but it didn't. So my math worked out to a 2.5. Uh, 
so perfectly average, like Slug was doing Slug things, but Ant was doing, you know, I just bought my first producing equipment beats for most of the stuff. Yes. And didn't work out for me. My notes state, I'm not even sure how to review this album. I feel like he was trying for the creepy vibe, but it came through incomplete. Kind of sounded forced, and that was it. Yeah, it sounded super forced. I'd agree with that. On both parts. I mean, Slug and Ant. Like, I know that they can do better music than this, and I don't believe that Ant I want to say I don't believe he put his all into it, but I'm sure he did. I just don't think this was the style he knew how to do. Right. Yeah. And like maybe he did put his all into it if this is what they were going for. But right. that doesn't make it good. Well, I, I read um, from Rhyme Sayers, which I believe is their um, label. Right? Yeah. It says the day before Halloween explores the life of a visual artist living in an antiquated surveillance state. It's menacing, it's murky, it's George Orwell meets Keith Haring at a video arcade on New Year's Day 1985. It's literally quote from Rhyme Sayers. And about the only thing I agree with that is the date seems right. Huh. Okay. It was it was something so like they intended to have a concept album and I just don't think it ended up being one. Well, right. I think it ended up being a concept album. I just don't think that they hit it. I, I, I don't think that they if this is what they were going for, I'm kind of appalled because I don't think it's good. And I am disappointed that if this is what they were going for, this is what they said, Hey, I'm definitely gonna release this this way. This is exactly how we want it. Me, I would have been like, yo we need to put this out next year. Let's do it again. Let's try it. Start over. Hit the reset button. You know what's, you know what the best part about this album is, is doing this review with you guys, because this is the first time John has had a strong opinion about anything <laughs> we've listened to. Yeah. I am a little heated. About yeah, it. Yeah, Cause like, I liked atmosphere. I went to a show yeah. for atmosphere. I consider myself. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like he lost yeah. a fan over this. I, they didn't. I'm still gonna look for their next album and listen to it when somebody tells me it's out. So yeah. Oh, hey. So I got one last thing. Like I was listening to this at the house while I was cooking dinner, and I got three kids, and they listen to the stuff I listen to, and sometimes they're like, you know, Daddy, change that. I don't like that. And they were listening to this, and they were super confused. And they were like, can we listen to anything? <laughs> not, just, not just, hey, can we listen to Or can we listen to this? You know, it was like, can we listen to anything else? You know, and that's a strong recommendation from a six-year-old. Yes. Yeah. You know, so. It was yeah. definitely weird. Yeah, will not get played again. No. You know what else is weird? CeeLo. You know who else is weird? CeeLo. Andre 3000. Yes, sir. Which takes us to this week's Unfair to Compare, Goody Mob, and Outcast. Two, two dungeon family groups against each other. Two dungeon family groups against each other. Each have a member that's kind of a weirdo. Um, I would say... I So it's weird to compare their success, right? Because mm-hmm. if you were going to take the most successful... Um, component 
from the group. So, I mean, you, you would have to, at that point, measure Outcast's success with CeeLo's success. Because... I mean, uh, see, you can't, you can't even you can't even do that because and like and this is a real strong point of mine is like uh, uh, Goody Mob released an album without CeeLo. Yeah, right? was it and, one, one uh, monkey doesn't oh, stop wait, wait. the circus or something? Yeah, one monkey won't stop the show. Okay, so like without that album, as good or bad as that album is, it's basically saying you know we are Goody Mob with or without you. Like you are not Goody Mob. Right. Pretty much, you know. So th- so they set the standard that you can't, our success can't be judged by CeeLo. And CeeLo's success can't be judged by us. But CeeLo's like, you know, success they, dictates that you're going to be more successful with me. Well, you yes, except for it never happened. That's like, true. Because they, they did an album with CeeLo after the fact. Like when CeeLo was, you know, pretty much up there um but my my bottom line for the for goody mob is this whole group exists to show how talented CeeLo is yeah now was that album released post gnarls barkley and pre fuck you yes no no it's after that it uh, was after fuck you yeah 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 no this is way after uh 2013 okay uh i'll I only remember a couple of songs off of it. Um, but yeah. Uh, before recording his third Gnarls Barkley album is when they said he would do it. So it was after Lady Killer. Okay, because there wasn't a third I, Gnarls Barkley album. Yeah, to, to date, yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So. Okay. Yeah so, I, so, yeah, so for me, I can't, you know, judge Goody Mob's success based off of CeeLo. Because if you do that, then you got to say Big Gip joining Ali from the Lunatics to have, you know, two decent songs on the album they put out as Goody Mob success. The same sort of a way. But um, I have to say Soul Food is an underrated album. Um, You could put it up there with uh, Outkast's first project. But then I think that's where it pretty much stops. Uh, The second album had a couple of songs. They Don't Dance No More is classic. Um, but they had three top 10 rap singles and then nothing inside of the top 25 on the billboard charts like ever. Okay. Soul like, food. No major award. No. Uh, soul food. Yeah. That's because it would have been, well, this is year 20 for stank on you. So it's probably 25 years. Gotcha. If, I, if I had to look at it, 95. yeah. 95 for soul food. So yeah. 25. Yeah. 95. So 25 years. 25 years jesus yeah. yeah so yeah i'm i like goody mob like they're they're the sum of their parts like when you put them all together they're relatively talented you know what i mean like but even from back in the soul food days you know that CeeLo's the guy you know like like if CeeLo wasn't originally in the group he the albums they make probably never come out yeah so it's like name another group out of Goody, uh, out of Dungeon Family, you know, besides Outcast and Goody Mob. You know what I mean? If they, I would put Goody Mob minus CeeLo in that category. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, now, Outcast hasn't released new music in what fifteen years? Almost uh, as as a collective, yeah. yeah. But if I if my hip hop history is correct, 
they have label issues with Atlantic, um, which prevents them from being on the same song together. What? Contra- contractually. Yeah. With, that's strange. That's, yeah. Which you said- is why you see them on the same album. They'll be on the same album, but they right. won't be on the same song because they can't promote it as outcast. You know what I mean? So you, it's like you somebody said with Atlantic, owned, right? Yeah, I believe that's that doesn't surprise me at all. Or I'm maybe in. not Atlantic. It could be. Yeah, I don't remember the label, but it was you know ten, fifteen years ago when I was reading into all of like why they're not together. Pretty much. So yeah, it looks like uh, Idlewild was the last you know actual thing. They're on Arista Records. Yeah, 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 I'm trying to see if I could find where I got that intel from, but that was so long ago. Okay, because if it was Atlantic, I'd understand that. I mean, Uzi Vert had problems with Atlantic. Lupe had problems with Atlantic. So I think maybe this was a, a poor unfair to compare this week because Outcast just yeah. kind of runs Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me run through my, my notes for Outcast, and yeah, then we ahead. can just cut this whole segment off. Andre 3000 is more talented than anyone and all of Goody Mob put together. Uh, Big Boy is severely underrated. There are very few artists that could hang around the genius that is three stacks and hold his own on every track. AT Aliens is one of my top five rap albums of all time. They have three one group uh, favorite groups from American Music Awards, one favorite rap album, American Music Awards, three BET Video of the Year Awards, three Best Group BET Awards, one Best Collaboration BET Awards, six Grammy, six MTV Music Awards, two Nickelodeon Kid Choice Awards, three Soul Train Awards, and one Source Award. Well, there we go. That's all. I that. mean, yeah. I mean, like, they could stop making a long time ago, and it is what it is. But, uh, yeah. Like, Three Stacks and Big Boy, you know, they still collaborate with Goody Mob, you know, like you should with your brother, you know. Right. But, yeah, definitely unfair to compare. They were out of their league. All right. That would be our next segment. Uh, who is it? I've got somebody this week. Who is it? I So there's little information on this person. So I'm going to just give you guys – what I've got here, and hopefully you get it. Uh, so, clue number one, Alabama. All right. Any guesses? Mm, not no. yet. Okay. Number two, certified gold. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I'm thinking of. Keep going. Number three, Gene Wayne. Gene, Gene. Wang. Wayne. W A Y N. Not John Wayne, but Gene Wayne. Nope. Gene Wayne. Mm. Okay, next. All right, next. Nobody move until I say. Oh, uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Left, right, left. Uh, drama. Yo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's been inactive a while because didn't he do like armed bank robbery or something like that and got himself put in jail? So 
I think so. I'm going to double check that here in a second. Um, but yeah, that that was the rumor, I think, for a while. Uh, arrested July 28th for calling in a bomb threat to a law firm. Yes, but all charges were dismissed. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I could have like The swore. incident was proven a hoax. Yeah, but like I could have swore he went to jail. Mm. He may have gone to jail initially uh, and then released because it was all, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, because there's a 14-year period in between his albums. Yeah. But, see, there, he had a second album. I can't for the life yeah. of me think it, what Gene, it was. Gene Wayne is his second no, album. No, 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 no. Before that, because um, I'm pretty sure I've got it on my shelf somewhere. Mm. The only like one, it was it wasn't a nat it wasn't a national. The release. only ones listed are Gene Wayne and Cause and Drama. Yeah, Cause and Drama is the the quote unquote big one. Well, those are the only ones listed. Yeah, he also had a song on the Osmosis Jones yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, which I just watched the other day. Hey, the movie I hear it's good. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a cool little move. <clears throat> Yeah, now that's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, huh. nobody moved till I say. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only way I got it. Uh, because you know I was the. It's one of my car songs. All right, what do you got for John's playlist this week? Uh, I got I got three because you know that's what I try to keep it relatively small. Uh, yep. this one you'll like. Uh, cigarettes on patios. Uh, by Baby Jake. It's all one word: B A B Y J A K E. Um, this one is for fans of Chance the Rapper, Macklemore, and piano-driven pop vibes. Uh, so you can kind of mash that in your head. That's what you're going to get. Uh, my second one is Bombs Over Baghdad, Outcast uh, oh, nice. 20, 20th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. Uh, so if you don't know what this is, you shouldn't be listening to anything else but this album after this podcast. Um, I put it on, and my youngest, my uh, middle one was like, hey – I like this one. Like, you know, we're listening to Outcast and it's kind of funky and, you know, some shit's kind of weird. Um, but he heard Bombs Over Baghdad and, you know, all but lost his shit. Um, so that's good. It, it aged well. Uh, and the last one is Feed the Fire featuring Lucky Day, uh, SG Lewis. It's for fans of like electro pop, funky dance tunes, uh, and smooth singing kind of in the Michael Jackson vibe. Uh, not like the way Future do, does it, but kind of like in the weird dancey kind of a way. Um, so those are my three that uh, piqued my interest this week. Cool. Uh, I've I've actually got like four or five this week. Nice. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm not going to give you all of them. I'm just going to give you a couple. Um, so Landon Cube, lie to me. Um, I don't know how I would really. I mean, if you like Lil Skies, you'll probably like Landon Cube. Um, he's a member of Cuff Boys on YouTube. I don't know if, any, if anybody watches that. It's kind of what we do here, but they just do it on video form. <laughs> Which we could do too. Right. Um, yeah, I've got uh, We Ready by Archie Eversole. Yeah. See, um, when you were classic. saying Alabama, when you were saying Alabama, like that was like my first like like I was like I'm leaning towards that. I couldn't think of dude's name. Um, but yeah, no, 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 that was a good one to throw back. Yeah, and then I've got uh, Calm Down, Eminem and Busta Rhymes. 
yeah on the re-release they re- they re-released it on his uh on the new and e- the new album because it was released a couple of years ago on his google play only album i don't remember what it was called but yeah it's yeah. a solid choice yeah you could tell the inverse was a little bit dated oh yeah, yeah. um it, and then i've got yeah. uh protect the land and genocidal humanoids by system of a down uh their first two tracks in 15 years nice got to give those uh, a listen. I, yeah they're they, uh, don't go into it with super high hopes they're okay they're yeah okay. well see i put on you know lincoln park had their you know 20th anniversary of hybrid theory or whatever so my algorithm is kind of thrown off right now and so it came up with that hey here's a new metal playlist basically you know based off of hey you listen to lincoln park album let's play this out and so i played it out and it had everybody and their mama and the, and the system of a down was on there i was like oh shit i forgot about these guys you know what i mean and so to hear that they've got something new you know you got to take it as it is but yeah and i'll definitely listen to it when we get off of here just to have an idea of how they've aged you know in the last 20 years yeah the serge tonkian the lead singer he uh he's been doing a lot of cinematic scores over the last oh yeah years. His three solo albums are phenomenal, though. Absolutely, um, he's aged well. I just it, maybe they're just slightly out of sync as a band, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see if they. I don't know. This may just be a one-off thing. I don't know if they're going to release a new album or anything. But yeah, and and we're in the else? midst of the the quarantine. You know, what I mean, like they may not even have been in the same state. You know, what I mean, recording this stuff. You know, throwing ideas right. back and forth. Or this yeah. could have been recorded years ago. Uh, Serge has said that they have met and recorded new material and just not released it. So, yeah. who knows? We shall see. Yep, that's that's all I got. All of these week. and more can be yeah. found on John's playlist. Eventually. All right. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that does it for this week. We will see everybody next week.